Welcome everybody to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this episode, we will give you our review for season two of Shadow and Bone, now streaming on Netflix. Uh, just beware, there will be spoilers ahead. I haven't seen it, but Dylan has, so Dylan has a lot of thoughts about it. So Dylan, let's get started with your thoughts. It's a cool like fantasy series. It's not my favorite fantasy series on Netflix, um, but it has a lot of cool elements and a lot of cool politics in it. Uh, I haven't read the books, so if anyone has read the books, they'll probably appreciate this series more. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, I watched uh, like half of season one, um, mm. but I thought it was a pretty cool series. But season two, it's like we we see that there's bigger events happening. There's like this big battle between uh, Alina and Kirigan, played by um, Billy Russo himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny because they, they messed his face up. Uh, yeah. So it's like he's basically Billy Russo in this. Uh, <laughs> right. But yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I think the main takeaway uh, from this series, um, well, obviously Alina, she's trying to build mm-hmm. up her powers. So she has to find the uh, Sea Whip and the Firebird um, so that she can take down the Fold. And yeah, and then she she kind of has like this uh, like Harry Potter and Voldemort link between uh, Kerrigan. Um, so he's like kind of getting in her head a little bit. And I think it's like starting to corrupt her in a way. Like she's now she's getting involved with like the royal family. And also we see uh, Nikolai. Uh, he's like the prince and he's kind of uh, now the leader of Ravka. And now it's a united Ravka because the, the fold has been taken down now. Um, but I wonder now, like, what's his, his angle now? Is he going to be like pro Grisha or like anti Grisha? Cause, uh, well, it seems like now they're, they're building like to this war between the, the Frerdens too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you yeah, haven't but- seen it, but, uh, what were your thoughts on mm-hmm. season one when you watched it? Oh yeah, well, when I watched season one, I really liked. There was like a, this complex issue um, between uh, Kerrigan and also Alina. I liked that. It was it was kind of in a way. I think it seemed sort of romantic at times. It was really interesting. Uh, I would well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did we is that like in play in this season I at mean, all? Kerrigan's or? like kind of obsessed with her a little bit. Is it corny though? I don't know. Is if that it's corny? Romantic. There's like subtle like hints of it, but I think mainly okay. he just wants her. Like by his side, so that he can attain power, basically. Right. Okay. Um, but I mean, has also we had his mother in this in this series too. Uh, so we see oh, Kieran cool. the mother, and she's kind of like, kind of like a counselor too to Alina. I thought that was cool, and I didn't know that was the actress from uh, Harry Potter too that played uh, Madame oh. Hooch. Um, that mm-hmm. was cool. Um, yeah. I loved seeing though uh, the Ketterdam storyline though with Kaz I always thought their their story was more interesting to be honest like, it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like Gangs of London thing but it was like with fantasy elements yeah How, was this season more bigger uh, scope wise um I would say I mean we saw similar locations from the last season um we saw Shu Han I thought that was interesting it was like this cool like kind of Asian inspired uh land that um I think they'll explore next season because Alina's half uh Shu Han and now she's mm-hmm. kind of exploring her roots again. So I wonder if like next season she'll start to explore that more. I thought it was kind of cool too, like how they found that sword. Um, it could like cut through shadow too. So there's a lot of cool, like it, it, it takes from like real life uh, kind of inspired like countries, but it kind of like puts their own like fantasy twist on that. Yeah, I love dark fantasy sometimes. I love it, especially when there's this intertextuality where it feels historical in a way. And I think that makes it really authentic. How was the, were there any like uh, amazing ass moments in this with the CGI and stuff? I know that there's a good budget for this. Well, I love seeing like um, 
Nikolai's like pirate ship. I thought that was cool. Yeah. How it kind of like transforms into like an airship too. Um, I mean, a- anything you'd come to expect from a Netflix fantasy series, like it's it's mm-hmm. in this show. Like anything you'd expect from like The Witcher, like Harry Potter, or even like um, we did The Sandman, kind of like a similar tone to that too. And and let me ask you, uh, what are the downfalls to season two? I think pacing, it feels like it's a lot, it's it's very long. It's very hard to follow sometimes. I mean, this was, uh, I think, eight episodes, but they were really long episodes. It was, like, really hard. They're, they're basically, like, watching, like, eight movies sometimes. Oh, wow. um, I think also, like, it might be a downfall if you're not familiar with the books. Um, there's, they throw a lot of, like, like terminology uh, from the story and the lore so it's kind of hard to to follow. So I had to Google a lot of the sh- the shit they were saying sometimes because I feel like they were like speaking another language basically. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, you can kind of follow along. It just it feels like it drags on a little bit too much sometimes, um, and maybe it just feels like uh, maybe trendy. I guess like it feels like stuff mm-hmm. I've already seen from like I said like The mm-hmm. Witcher, or another fantasy show. But I mean, it's it's still a great uh, series overall. Okay, so from what you have seen, do you expect something really big for season three to happen? Yeah, I think season three will be more political now. It's kind of like dealing with like the politics of like uh, this. Well, the, the the main thing is like the the relationship between normal people and the Grisha. The Grisha are kind of like I think of like um the, the benders from Avatar. They can kind of like manipulate elements and stuff, but they're kind of like ostracized by um these big governments. So. I think uh, season three potentially we'll see like that more explored. Um, I think Nikolai might be going down a darker path. Uh, he was kind of infected with this Nishavoya, which was like the dark creatures that Kirigan had. Um, it'll be sad to see uh, a show without Kirigan. I think he, he kind of adds something like villainous to the season, but mm. everyone's kind of like morally great too in this series too. Um, mm. Yeah, and Kaz made a big play uh, in this series too. So now he's kind of the the head honcho of uh Kirsch now but i think uh they'll explore like his his background and his relationship with Inej more too oh wow okay so out of one to ten what would you rate this season uh not bad not my favorite uh if i had to rate it i mean it has a lot of good elements in it but probably probably like a passable show for me so maybe i give it a seven out of ten okay all right seems fair all right well everybody that is our review for shadow and bone season two um if you guys are new to the channel please check out our other reviews and reviews discussions we do them weekly and we have a lot planned for this month so dylan as always take us away check out our other playlist check out our other reviews we have a lot more content planned for march uh where we'll be doing a doctor who revisited pretty soon one of my favorite shows and one of Akram's favorite so Succession will be coming out next Ooh. week. So I just wrapped up season three. Can't wait to watch season four. But yeah, thank you guys so much. And until then, thanks for having lunch with us. See you guys. Mm-hmm.